All right, I hope that you've had some time to share some good stories. I know I learned a lot about the people at my table. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you did the same. Um, I'm going to introduce our speaker, and then I'll pray for him, and we'll get started. So Mark Pappas has been attending Faith for approximately 20 years. Um, he and his wife, Miriam, have three kids, Josh, who's 15, Julia, who's 13, and Justin is nine. Mark is the director of operations at Life Centers. Um, he enjoys coaching basketball, watching his kids play sports, um, serving as a Boy Scout leader, and studying geography. So before he comes up, let me just pray for him, and we'll get started. Heavenly Father, um, I just want to thank you for another morning you've given us. Um, thank you for this church. Thank you for um, the people here who are, are willing to get up and, and share their stories each week. I pray that you'd be with Mark as he uh, shares with us this morning. Father, just give him clarity, and I pray that you would open our ears and our hearts to hear what you would have um, us learn through his story. Thank you for all the amazing work that you do. Amen. Good morning. Can everyone hear me? Good. All right. Well, thanks for having me, and thank you, Anne-Marie, for inviting me and others who may have helped. I'm not sure how I got selected, but I'm glad to be here. So. Uh, Great to see a lot of friendly faces and meet some new new people as well this morning. And um, so it, it's always a little awkward, right, when you're going to share. You, you, or in public speaking, you get nervous. You feel like, I don't want to be in front of a bunch of people. I don't normally get nervous speaking in front of people for whatever reason. I've just never felt that way. Um, but then when, when I thought about sharing more personal information, then I really started to think, okay, now I'm going to be nervous about this. So um, if my nerves come through, you'll kind of know why, but hopefully hopefully, more than nerves, <clears throat> the, the gospel will come through because that's, that's what's most important through all of this. <clears throat> so I was, I was thinking about how to organize my, my thoughts and remarks, and, and part of what um, was driving my thinking and how to how to come up with a topic to share, really, really um, came together around the stage of life that I'm in. And Anne-Marie read the ages of my children. And um, so it, it's kind of like I'm going back in time because the, the ages of where my children are at is really the, the time in my life I want to share about because that's when I came to know the Lord and where the, a lot of things were impacting me that, that helped form me into the person I am now and, and helping to uh, form me into the, um, the father I want to be, the husband I want to be, and, and imparting the gospel into my kids. And um, so I have kind of three, three parts to the story. I don't know if it'll flow exactly as well as Pastor Jeff or Joey or Pastor Tom and, and their, their sermons, but because um, this really isn't a sermon, but I wanted to, to frame it. Um, so kind of the first part is um, God's love rescues us. So I'll share about how God God brought his love into my life, and God's love comforts us. So I'll, I'll be sharing about a, a number of years of my life where there was a lot of strife and difficulty and things that I was going through and how the Lord brought comfort. And then I'm going to share finally at the end about God's love sustains us. And when we're um, going through all the seasons of life and, and then you look back and you wonder, you know, whether you're younger or older, you look back and you say, hey, God, God brought, brought me through all of this. And you can kind of see um, evidence of, of how he's done that. And then he brings people in your life to, to help demonstrate that as well. So my story is about how God displayed his love to me back when I was a, a 10-year-old boy because um, I was raised in a religious home with a lot of traditions and a lot of um, religious rituals. I was raised in, a, uh, in the Catholic Church, and um, the gospel, though, was never understood in, in my family. And so the traditions and, and all of the religious rituals really extended beyond just, like, my immediate family. I mean, this is my, my mom's family, my dad's family, the aunts, uncles, and everyone in between. And um, 
so we were ingrained in, in these traditions and, and rituals of um, the Catholic Church. And the story also ha takes place in California because that's where I was born and raised. I spent 22 years there um, outside of Los Angeles a little bit. And um, so uh, I attended Catholic school from first grade through eighth grade. And, um, you know, to, for a little bit of context, my mom grew up, she was born and raised in Los Angeles. And um, she, she attended Catholic school from elementary, middle school, junior high, high school, and then university as well. And my dad grew up in the Midwest. He's actually from Michigan. He had moved, he had moved out to California uh, for a job and met my mom in Los Angeles. But he had grown up in the Catholic Church as well. He didn't go to Catholic school, but he'd grown up in the Catholic Church. And uh, so part of my story as well for um, the, the family I was around, so I have um, four siblings, two older brothers, an older sister, and a twin sister. So um, my twin sister, her name is Stephanie. So she lives out in California still, and we're close friends. And, and, and a lot of what I'm going to share really, really is a part of her story. So I, I may be neglecting to, to include her name in some of what I share, but it really is, is um, interwoven into my story because we, you know, as, as a twin, and we're the youngest of all the children, as a twin, you, you kind of go through life all together. I think there's a twin or two in this room, probably, if I'm looking back to the back of the room. Um, so, uh, or maybe others that I'm not aware of. But, so it, it's kind of, you know, in, incorporating what, what she means to me as a sister and as a friend and, and having gone through a lot of things together. So, as, as we grew up in Catholic uh, school, um, I always felt like, you know, I, I needed to perform. I always felt God would be mad at me if I didn't do the right thing. And um, at the same time, I, I was interested in, in being like a good, a good kid. I, I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to please my parents, wanted to please my teachers at school. And um, so when you go to Catholic school, there's a lot of, you know, going to church and, and learning kind of um, different things ab about the Catholic uh, church and the rituals and, um, you know, you're, you're always kind of imparted, at least in that stage of um, my life, about kind of doing, doing the right thing, behaving the right way, and, and all of that. And then, of course, to do that, you kind of have to say the right prayers and, and, um, and act the right way um, and attend church a lot. So my family, I mean, we, we never missed church that I can think of. It was like, you know, we were on vacation somewhere, and we were always at church. Um, and uh, special holidays or whatever, we were always at church. And I just, I remember it was like, you know, never fail, we, we were always there. But it didn't really, the, the impact of that didn't really continue on during the week. It was just more like, hey, we gotta do this. We gotta, it's almost like a checklist, you know, you gotta check this box on, on a Sunday. And uh, so a lot of repetitious prayers and, and so forth um, in that time frame as a young boy. And, I always felt, as I mentioned, that I never measured up to what God would expect of me. And um, I, I honestly thought that he was probably mad at me most of the time or that, you know, I just, you know, yeah, I might do some good things or, or treat someone nice at school. But if I was mean to my brother, it's usually my brothers I'd probably be mean to, not my sister. Because um, two older brothers that are eight and nine years older than you, you can't help but be mean to them because they're usually pretty mean to you. And uh, so if you have older brothers, I feel for you. Um, but uh, w kind of a, a, a point in time when I was in fourth grade, so I was at this Catholic school, and um, I don't know how it all happened, but I was asked to be an altar boy. So I don't know if anyone here was an altar boy in, in Catholic um, church, but um, I kind of felt like, okay, I must be doing something right if, if they're asking me to be an altar boy. And so well, what does that mean? Well, during the Mass, which is the, the name of the service that we would call our worship service, um, they need they need assistance or people to help with the, the service and so you start from the beginning of the service till the end and you participate with the priest in in a bunch of the prayers and, and the readings and kind of like a procession down um, to the front of the church carrying a cross or, or they have some bells that they ring so all this stuff and so I'm like you know fourth grade I'm thinking okay I must be doing something right if I got asked to do this and um, you know, went through some training and, and so forth. And uh, so that was kind of like maybe 
my highlight as, as a fourth grader of, of my religious um, activity, but I still never felt like God was pleased with me. I never felt like, okay, I, I understand God's love. And I, I thought of something um, just in the last few weeks. It's, it's exciting how God works, you know, around your, um, your, what you're going through, and then he provides opportunities to learn from, from coming to church, right? So Pastor Joey shared something a couple weeks ago, and um, I thought it was really good. I was taking notes, and there was other notes that I had, but I wanted to at least highlight one part of um, what he shared. And um, he said, this was on June 24th, um, he said, religion is a burden because it pushes you more into yourself, not to God. Religion is just ourselves loving ourselves. It's going to take a love that is outside of ourselves. And because of Jesus, we are free from the burden of trying to earn God's love and favor. So that's pretty close to a direct quote I was trying to write quickly. If I missed anything or got it wrong, he can, he can correct me. But I really felt that fit where, where I was at that stage of life. And some of that, when you, know, you, you grow up a certain way, it impacts you in, in your life as you, as you continue on. So you know, religion is a burden because it pushes you more into yourself and not to God. And um, so I, I was being pushed more into myself at that time frame. And then something kind of dramatic happened, but I didn't really know what was happening because it was it involved my brother. So I've, I mentioned I have two older brothers, and they were sometimes mean to me, but they were nice to me on occasion too, so I have to put that on the record here. So uh, my older brother, Tom, he was a senior in, uh, going into a senior year in high school when um, I was uh, in fourth grade. So quite an quite a age difference. But he had become a born-again Christian that summer, and I had no idea, I didn't know anything about what was happening in his life. Um, and so how, how did I discover that, or how did I learn that? Well, later, you know, some months or into a year later, um, he had told me um, that our uncle, who was from Michigan, had been out on a vacation to California with his family, had, had presented the gospel to him, and, and he had responded. So during this time when I'm the altar boy, hit Tom, Tom's room was right below my room. So I'm on the second floor, he's on the first floor. And um, you're thinking, well, why, why are you telling me about where your rooms are located? Well, since I didn't know what was happening in his life, I wouldn't have known you know, how to put the pieces together. But there was something that was unique about it is because our rooms were, um, you know, my room was right on top of his room. He liked to play a, a lot of loud music, right? But it was different because he had played loud music before, you know. But now, because he'd you know go to sleep later than I would, I could hear loud music, but it was it was different. And so some of you may know if you're if you're older like me, uh, someone named Keith Green. <laughs> I see heads nodding. So. He started playing Keith Green music, and I didn't know who Keith Green was, but I could hear the music, you know, frequently in the evening. And I just remember, you know, so I'm a fourth grader, I just remember going to sleep at night and hearing that music and thinking, I like it. I like whatever, whatever the message is or the rhythm or whatever else, I like it. So maybe it was just my taste in music at the time, I don't know. But I, I do know that God was using that to soften my heart and to um, provide an opportunity to... Um, be introduced to the gospel. So fast forward just a little bit. Our family moved. So we're, we're in one part of the Los Angeles area, and we moved to another part of the Los Angeles area about 40 miles away as I'm, as I'm transitioning uh, to fifth grade. My brother Tom, he's getting ready to, to move out of the house and go to college. And so I'm, I'm turning uh, 10 years old that summer. And um, so he's getting ready to leave college. We, we just moved to a new house, um, kind of away from that Catholic school I'd grown up at, that I'd been the altar boy at. I um, had a really good friend that, um, you know, at, at that school. Now I'm in a whole another city away from um, my best friend and, um, you know, trying to, to sort out like, hey, I'm, I'm starting a new school here in a few weeks and so forth. So um, with that as the context, it was my birthday at the end of July, so I'm turning 10, and Tom um, 
gives me a Bible. And, and it was just he and I. We were up in uh, his bedroom at our house. And he said, hey, Mark, I want to talk to you. I've got a gift for you. And so um, I'm like, great. And so he, he gives me a Bible. And um, he tells me about how he'd come to faith in Jesus Christ over the, the year before. And he told me a story about how our uncle had presented the gospel to him. And he said, hey, God's changed me in the last year. And I said, yeah, I kind of noticed with some of that music that you'd been, <laughs> you'd been playing, it sounded differently. So he told me, you know, about Keith Green's music, and, and he, he told me about um, God's grace and that I didn't have to earn um, his favor. And he, he walked me through um, Ephesians chapter 2, and he told me, you know, that uh, the traditions of the Catholic Church and my reliance on that for salvation and good works wasn't going to earn God's favor, that uh, God's grace uh, through the sacrificial de death of Jesus Christ was what um, would earn uh, the, the payment for my sins, and that my faith in, in that work, that finished work on the cross, would be um, sufficient uh, for uh, God's acceptance and God's love in my life. And um, so I still remember the, the room. I still remember the Bible he gave me. I still remember that conversation almost like it was yesterday. And so we prayed. And it, it was almost like, you know, all these things that had been in my mind growing up as a kid and thinking, you know, God's mad at me and I got to perform and all this stuff. It was almost like in an instant, God answered all those questions, and I could feel immediately like something something had happened and something exciting was taking place. And and I just remember, um, you know, hugging my brother and and just thanking him for introducing me to the gospel because, you know, it it was just like the best news that I had ever heard. And so he gave me that Bible. He's going off to to college, and. Um, you know, so I'm still then going to Catholic school, going to Catholic church with my parents and um, other siblings, and, um, you know, I had my Bible. So I'd, I'd read my Bible, not every day, but I started to have uh, a hunger to read the Bible. And so I'd read it. Tom had given me some, some Keith Green music and some Christian books from time to time when he was home from school. And um, at that time, as a 10-year-old and into middle school and junior high, I could feel God's working in my life. And I, I don't know, you know, how that all happens when you're young and, you know, experiencing all this, you know, change in your life. But it's God's work. It's not, it's not my work. It's his work. And so it was, it was really um, exciting to have that relationship with my brother. But I, but I still kind of felt like I'm, I'm out of place because I don't know how to express this new faith in, in Christ to my parents um, or at my school necessarily. And um, so I was kind of kind of in a you know time frame where I'm like, how's this all fit together with where I am? So um, I bring my sister back, Stephanie, my twin sister, back into the story because um, then in eighth grade she had come to faith in Christ as well. And I didn't I didn't know all the conversations she had had, but over time she'd had conversation with Tom as well, and he'd given her a Bible and said, hey, you know, Mark. Mark has committed his life to Christ, and he, he loves the Lord, and, and I want you to have that same understanding of God's love for you. And so, you know, she and I talked, you know, at that time frame, and we're like, this is awesome. We, we love the Lord. We don't know how this all fits together because we're going to Catholic school. We don't really have, you know, a whole understanding of how to, to live out the gospel. But I, I remember both of us at that time wanting to pray, wanting to pray for our classmates, wanting to uh, read the Bible together. But this is really just the, the two of us. And then if, if our brother was home, Tom from, from school or whatever, then you know, we'd pray with him or, or get some encouragement. The, the relationship with our parents at that time was just like the typical you know, kids and, and parents. You'd, you, know, you'd do your chores, you do your homework, right? And, and life is good, and it, it was good. But there was no spiritual nurturing or there was no, um, you know, spiritual understanding from my parents to really impart. So I didn't get the opportunity to, to go to Awana. I didn't get the opportunity to go to VBS or, or Sunday school class. But God was still working and God was still um, providing, um, you know, to, to meet our spiritual needs during that time. So what, 
what kind of goes to the point number two, what I shared earlier. So I shared about how God's love rescues us. So you, you heard about that and how God's love comforts us. So in our freshman year of high school, um, Stephanie and I, we'd gone to the small Catholic school with like 30 kids in our class and that's it. So then, then we went to a public high school with over 2000 students and we probably knew like 12 of the kids from our, our school that, that went to the high school. Um, so we're like, okay, we don't really know anybody. It's going to be a lot different. It's, it's a you know, much more worldly environment. And, and how are we going to live out our faith here? And, um, you know, it was hard. It was overwhelming. And, and I know there's some students here in the room as well. And, and you might face some of those challenges now at a, at a big school or, or feeling like, you know, how do you fit in? And, um, you know, you might not have friends because that was our, our scenario as well. And, and God was at work and God was comforting us in our anxiety and our, um, and our fear, honestly, because I remember walking into school, um, my mom would drop us off each day. And, um, and I remember Stephanie and I, we'd walk into the, the campus and we'd be like, I'll be praying for you. And she's like, I'll be praying for you. And I'll see you at lunchtime. And, um, cause we'd grown up, you know, in, in class all together for all the, all the years, you know, even preschool. And so now going to high school and you're like, you know, I, I, I don't know anybody here. My sister's somewhere in the building. Um, but God, God worked at that time and, um, he comforted us in our, our fear and, and anxiety about facing this, this world of uh, high school. And then um, in, the, in the fall of ninth grade, as we're, as we're going through all of this, um, our parents wanted us to go through a religious education class that kind of, kind of um, prompted you into the, the, the phase of, of the Catholic Church where you were like, you know, um, you know, just more mature in your faith, but they had to go through uh, this confirmation class, as they called it. And so Stephanie and I talked with our parents, and we said, you know what? Um, this was, I think, uh, late September, early October of our freshman year. We said, we don't, we don't want to go to this class. And they're like, excuse me? And uh, like, your, your, your siblings all went, and you know, this is our church, so um, uh, you don't have a choice in the matter. And so, you know, I understand as a parent now, there's decisions that parents have to make and your kids may not understand that at the time, but there was a conviction. It wasn't just like, I, I, I don't wanna go because I have you know, video games to play or something. It was like a conviction to say like, no, the, the reason we don't wanna go is that we don't think it, it um, is, is following scripture. And, and they're like, what do you mean? And so we, we shared with them about, um, the Bible. We shared that we'd been reading the Bible um, because it had never been read in our home as a family ever. And, um, and then they said, well, you know, where have you learned all this and so forth? And they're like, oh, okay. Well, we don't like what your brother's been sharing with you and that's a problem. And so he was, Tom was kind of said, hey, keep, keep quiet. Don't talk to your, your, your brother and sister about the Bible anymore. And then, um, a, kind of a pivotal conversation that took place. They had the two priests from our church, and this is the church I'd grown up at since fifth grade. And I knew these priests because when you go to Catholic school, you have interaction. They come and teach religious class from time to time, and you, you go, to, go to mass during the school year, um, usually once a week. So they came to our house, and, um, and I remember sitting in the living room with, with my sister and my parents and the two priests, it was like an hour and a half of going back and forth, and, and they were questioning what we were, we were stating about the scripture, and, and um, one of the priests was getting kind of like upset, and you could just tell that it was like he wasn't, he wasn't pleased that we were criticizing what we had learned in the Catholic school. And we weren't trying to criticize in a, in a way like we, we hate you as a person or whatever. We were just saying we don't think what you've been teaching us um, – comes from scripture and and here's why and so maybe as a 14 year old at the time telling an adult that they didn't know the bible was the wrong you know way of of making conversation but they were in our house and they were coming to challenge us about what we believed and it wasn't me trying to defend myself it was god's work and the holy spirit in me to say you know what 
if, if I'm doing this work in you and you've been reading the scriptures and you're convicted about your faith, you're not going to keep quiet about this, right? I mean, there, there's, there was nothing that was going to keep me silenced in, in the face of talking to a, a couple of priests at my home or anywhere else for that matter when God had been working in my heart. And if I was convicted about that, I got to tell you, my sister was even as much or more convicted. If, if you knew her, you would, you would understand that because, I mean, she is, she is on fire for the Lord and she, she was as much you know, sharing uh, scripture back with these priests. But I, I still remember the, um, the one priest who was upset more visibly. He kind of he got up from the, the, um, the sofa in our living room, and it was just like, you know, told, said my parents' name. is like, there's nothing we can do anymore here kind of a thing. And he, he kind of headed to the door. The other priest who was more senior and, you know, just a little bit more relaxed in the conversation, I guess I would say it, he was just more like, well, you know, I, I think you've gone, gone the wrong route and, you know, being born again, that's just not something that you should follow. And, you know, he, he, I remember him criticizing a church that was right adjacent to the Catholic church. I mean, property-wise, it was right next door. And he's like, I, I just don't see why you would ever want to be affiliated with, with um, a church like and it, we weren't attending that church, but it was of the same conviction, believing the Bible. And um, so really at the end of that time frame, um, we came home from school one afternoon. And it was, it was either right, right before or right after this meeting with the priest. But we came home from school one day, and our Bible and Christian music and everything, it was like totally gone. I mean, it was just gone. It wasn't in our house or in our rooms anymore. And we were like, well, what happened to all of our stuff? And so, you know, my, my mom and dad said, well, we've thrown all that away. We don't want you to have anything to do with being born again. We don't want you to have anything to do with what God's apparently teaching you because we think you're essentially, you know, paraphrasing it down. Like we think you're in a cult. We think you're, you're, you're totally off. And, and we don't like the fact that your brother shared all this stuff with you. And so it's, it's gone and, and stuff thrown away. So I remember um, as we got to know some people around campus there our first um, year in high school, we shared our story. And um, within probably a few days or a week or so, uh, someone had given each of us, um, Stephanie and I, a Bible. So we, we just would keep it in our locker <laughs> at school. And so we'd read it. We'd read it at lunchtime. And... Um, so we'd be like, well, you know, if it's going to come home and get thrown out, well, we have a locker at school. We'll just keep it in the locker. So that's what we did. And we'd pray at lunch with our, our um, small group. And we got to know a handful of people during this time. Um, and it, it took a while. But it was really starting to be like kind of, um, you know, just a sad time frame because we're like, well, we're, we're estranged from our parents. We're, they're really upset at us. They're restricting what we think, what we listen to, what we believe, um, who we can engage and interact with. And they're like, you know, don't have any contact with your brother because um, he was living out of the house at that time and don't have any contact with any of any friends that he might have that are Christians. And, and uh, so this is ninth grade into 10th grade and really into 11th grade where we're like kind of clamped down with, with uh, our, our uh, potential for spiritual involvement. We didn't go to a youth group or anything like that. And so during that time, you know, as God, as I look back, I mean, he was really comforting us in, in loneliness or feeling like, hey, we're, we're isolated and, and who's, who's around us to encourage us. And so we did develop some, some uh, Christian friends at the high school, which was fantastic. And, and really, my sister and I, Stephanie and I, we became even more committed to praying for our parents, for praying for our school, for praying for um, the opportunity to fellowship with other Christians, uh, because that was our desire, right? When you're, when you're in Christ and, and you love the Lord, he, he gives you the desire to want to be with his people because we're a family and, and we're the body of Christ. And um, so uh, moving on in the story here a little bit, just to kind of see how God had worked during this, this time of being isolated and alone, um, there was a conversation, and it was right in between, like, the end of our junior year, start of the senior year. You know, we get driver's license and, and all of this. And 
I remember a conversation with our mom in, in the kitchen, and, and she said, you know, Mark and Stephanie, um, number of the kids that you grew up with, because she was, you know, still interacting at, at the Catholic Church and, and seeing the parents of these kids we knew, she's like, a number of them are just getting into stuff that they shouldn't be, and they're, you know, disappointing their parents with whatever they're involved with. Um, and I didn't get the details out of it, but it was just, you know, rebellious behavior or whatever it might be called. And she said, um, I'm, I'm happy that you're working well or you're doing your best in school and you're being respectful. And if you want to go to a youth group during the week, I won't object anymore. And I was like, really? And um, so as we started our senior year in high school, we started to attend a high school youth group at uh, local um, uh, church. If, if any of you are familiar with Calvary Chapel, it was a church out in California that believed in the Bible. And so we, we started attending the Calvary Chapel youth group, and it was fantastic. And we met some really dedicated uh, Christians who were in the high school time frame. And I look at Steve, because Steve's a, a leader for our son Josh here at Faith. And there were, there were people like Steve in, in my life at that time that invested in me as I'm a senior in high school. And so part of that is um, Stephanie and I and a few of the other students that, that were committed to the Lord in high school, um, we, we would then, in our senior year, we'd meet outside under a big tree. It's California, as you know, so you can, you can be outside, like, really year-round. It's really kind of cool. And um, if, you haven't, if you haven't experienced that, I feel for you, being, being in Indiana over 20 years now. But so we would have like a weekly Bible study on Wednesdays on, on kind of there's a little hill with this big tree um, in, towards the front of the school. And sometimes there are 50 or more students that would gather around and we'd share scripture and, and just encourage one another and have have an opportunity to, to share. We'd tell students, invite invite other students who don't know the Lord. And um, uh, so a couple of um, stories from that, that that kind of play into more of the present day is um, there was a student uh, our senior year that both Stephanie and I got to become good friends with and his name was Brad and um, he came to Christ he got a whole amazing testimony in his life but we just happened to be used by the Lord at the stage where he, where he was at in his life to to share truth with him to read the Bible with him uh, since we we had permission to go to youth group. We'd pick them up and bring them to our youth group. And so I, I still remember we went on a, a winter retreat up in the mountains um, outside of Los Angeles, and we are out in the snow and everything. And he was like, Brad was probably a new Christian within a month or two uh, of that retreat. And I just remember thinking, this guy is on fire for the Lord, and I love it because I have a, a friend who, who loves the Lord. And, um, you know, it was just really, really exciting. And... Um, there were other stories like that of some other uh, students who, who came to know the Lord in our senior year. And we just, and during that time, even felt like, okay, um, God is the one being faithful to us during all of this. We're just trying to be faithful to the Lord. We're trying to learn the scriptures, to pray, to be, um, you know, devoted to the Lord. And, and to be bold, right? Because when you're in high school, it's hard because you, you want to fit in. But we, we both, Stephanie and I both felt a boldness, and it wasn't from us. It was the Holy Spirit's working, and um, in sharing that boldness with with other students, um, we got to see God work, and got to see um, high school students come to know the Lord. So, um, I was I was in California. We go usually at spring break each year. So just over a year ago, I was I was out in California um, on, on that trip, and I had lunch with Brad. So he um, he's been living out in California all these years, and uh, He's attended Westminster Seminary near San Diego, and he's a pastor in Anaheim. And um, so, you know, we, we had lunch, and I brought Josh, um, who uh, was at that time, I think, just, just finishing eighth grade. It was just over a year ago. And, and Brad said to Josh, as we're, the three of us are having lunch, and he said, hey, Josh, I just want you to know your dad, uh, and this is unsolicited, he said, your dad shared, shared the gospel with me and was a friend when I didn't didn't have friends and was going through a lot of tough stuff. His parents had divorced. And he said, all these years later, I just, I'm so grateful that your dad and your aunt, so Stephanie, 
were my friends and, and shared the gospel and, and loved me and accepted me. And um, he said, I just want you to know that as, as you're going to high school. And um, it's just exciting because I can see in that conversation and, and keeping in touch with him over the years how God's used him in his life and now in, in ministry as a pastor in, in Southern California. So kind of a neat side part of that on that same trip. You know, and I, as I said earlier, trying to put this in the context of, of where I am in life right now with our kids. So Josh got to have lunch with Brad and, and myself. And I, I did that intentionally because I wanted Josh to meet him. Um, so w- within a day or two after that, we're at Costco out in the, in the city where my parents live. And um, Josh needed some, something, a T-shirt or a bathing suit or something. And because um, it's California, the weather's nice, right? So... Um, uh, He's looking for, for whatever he's looking at in the clothing section at Costco. And, you know, you would never think you're going to have a meaningful conversation at Costco with, with someone that you knew like 20-plus years ago. So um, a woman comes up and walks up to Josh and says, can I help you with that? And I'm like, okay, that's nice because, you know, I'm not great with clothing to pick out, right? So um, she kind of catches my eye and looks at me. And I'm looking at her, and she said, are you Mark? And I'm like, yeah, are you Natalie? And, and she's like, Mark, it's so great to see you. So this was a girl that my sister and I had been friends with, in our, especially our senior year. And we used to pick her up and bring her to the youth group and, and to church. And um, so she was still living in the same town. Um, she told Josh and I, and she met Julia uh, as well at Costco, our daughter. And... Um, she said, you know, I'm married, and I, I didn't know r- really her, her husband, but he was at our high school as well. I knew the name when she told me. She's like, and she told me all about her kids, and she was telling me about her church um, that they attend, and she was just, like, overflowing with the joy of the Lord, and I just remember her looking at Josh and just saying, Josh, your dad and your aunt, they, they helped encourage me in, in my faith, and, you know, it's just like, this is awesome because this is what is the sustaining portion of God's love for us in our walks with him is that he brings people into our paths that we don't always know the impact we're going to have, but he gave us a glimpse in that, that visit to California last year, and, and I'm, I'm praying that impact for my kids will be lasting. It's like, hey, what happens when you're young? What you do for the Lord matters. And, and I, I thought of the, um, the scripture really the parable of the mustard seed that, you know, what's small and insignificant in the world's eyes and, and in agriculture or what have you, when you look at it, you're like, oh, these small little seeds, there's nothing meaningful is going to come out of it. But God does the work behind the scenes that's invisible that you can't see. And God's building his kingdom in, in ways that we don't always see and understand. And so through all this time in, in high school and not knowing where I fit in and being lonely and being estranged from my, my parents for, for quite some time, and then um, looking back now and saying, okay, God was building his kingdom like these mustard seeds, and later they develop and grow and, and become you know, these big branches. And it's like that's how he builds his kingdom. So in these conversations during that trip, and, and seeing how God was working, and I could give you some other stories um, what time wouldn't allow with, with some other people that we've, uh, both Stephanie and I have been able to stay in touch with over the years um, from high school and, and to see the lasting impact. It just reminds me that um, God does the work, he sustains his work, and he provides um, for his children in those difficult times. And um, so as, uh, as I close, I just want to, encourage you if, if if maybe you're here today and you don't know the lord and you haven't um, put your faith and trust in in christ i just want to encourage you that he loves you and he's here to rescue you from your sins whatever age that you're at he loves you and it's his work on the cross that that um, is the means of salvation it's not your work as pastor joey shared as i quoted religion is a burden Christ is here to take away our burdens because of his death. He paid the debt for us. We don't have to earn it. And um, God sustains us, and he comforts us. He rescues us, he comforts us, and he sustains us. And if you're, if you're in a difficult 
situation, maybe you're an alienated from a loved one or maybe you're going through a, a situation um, with a friend or whatever the case may be, hang in there. Know that God will comfort you in those difficult times. You may not see how he's going to do that right now, just like we couldn't see at that time frame of our life how it was all going to fit together, uh, having our Bibles taken away, being told stay away from anyone who, who's born again. Um, well, maybe you're in a conflict with someone you love like we were with our parents, but um, God will comfort you, and, and God will then sustain you, and, and you'll be able to see when you maybe go through that trial or, or difficult period that he will be there right uh, along the way, and you'll be able to look back and see um, how he's provided when, when you didn't know how, and, and you would have questioned all about it, that he will provide. And um, so that's, that's the story I wanted to share, and I hope, I hope it'll bring encouragement to you. And um, if you're a young person in particular in this room, I hope it encourages you that what you do as a young person in high school or junior high, college, whatever stage you're at, can matter. And I, I just encourage you to be bold in your faith and don't, don't let people around you or um, you know, the circumstances around you hold you back from living for Jesus Christ. Terry. Okay, so the question is, where are your parents today in their spiritual development? Um, I'd say that my mom has developed probably more in her uh, understanding of the gospel to some extent. I think it really prompted her in particular to, um, like, in some ways, you know, it's unfortunate, but to, to do more. You know, when you grow up thinking it's your performance and it's like, well, if I'm not performing, an, you know, well enough, I better do more to perform, right? So it's, well, I go to church more and I, you know, I say the rosary more, I do other things. So it's more on, on that performance level. I think on the, on the encouraging side would be that there's not the, the conflict that was, was so dramatic and, and so difficult and um, at that time frame. Um, so th there have been spiritual conversations. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't think it, it's all fit together in, in her understanding of what it truly means to, to walk by faith and, and to be saved by grace, not to earn it. But it, it's progressed. I just don't know how, how far along to say that she, she's truly come to faith in Christ. And same would go for my dad. He, he's, he's more involved, like, well, I sing in the choir and I go to the, the men's club at church kind of thing or the, you know, and, and help raise funds for the school, that kind of thing. Uh, so, Anne. Yeah, so my brother Tom, he has, uh, you know, stayed faithful to, to knowing the gospel and, and um, you know, he's had some relationship issues with his family and, and his children and so forth, but all, all through it, he, he is devoted and loves the Lord. And, um, you know, when he and I talk about it, we, we just, you know, I thank him for, for giving me the Bible right on my 10th birthday. Cause that, that's like the, how could you have a better birthday? Right. You know, than than putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And so when I, I tell him each year on my birthday, I'm just like, thank you, man, for sharing the gospel with me and giving me that Bible. And he said, Mark, you know, because I'm just so thankful to have you as a brother and I love you. And I'm just glad that God used me in, in that time of your life. So yeah, he and I have a great relationship and he's still out in, in California and, and is, you know, sees my sister frequently and my parents. And some of that difficult time with my parents has subsided, you know, for the most part, there's, there's always some issues that surface from time to time when, you know, you're with family, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a lot, lot better than it that was, you know, in that time frame. Nick? I'm assuming the class you were talking about, was that the confirmation class? So the class I was talking about when I was Catholic. going into high school, yeah, yes, a confirmation class. Did you yeah. end up getting confirmed in the Catholic Church, or did your parents not think you did that? No, once, once we, we said our conviction was, like, we're not going to, you know, it was, it was pretty much like, 
if you make us go, we'll go kind of a thing. And we, you know, yeah, kind of a thing. We'll, we'll go and put the, the, the time in to, to go, but it's, it's not going to change our heart. We'll just go because you make us. And that's when they called in the priest to meet with us. Cause I think the, the concern was like, well, if we make our kids do this, are they really going to be Catholic, you know, if we're making them do it or, or whatever? And so they, the, the priest, I think at that point told my parents, I don't know for sure, but I think probably like they might be more trouble than it's worth if they come into this class. I, I don't know that, but I kind of think that. Um, so we essentially got out of going, but we, we had to stand our ground and we had to go through that you know, meeting at our home, you know, for an hour or two. Through your teen years, and then did you continue attending Catholic Mass? With yes, you? yes, yep, every week, and, and. So, uh, youth group was the only time you got to have worship. Yeah, there were, there were a few occasions where my parents maybe were on a trip, just the two of them, and my brother was in the same area, and said, hey, mom and dad are gone, do you want to go to Calvary Chapel with us? <laughs> and um, so he, he, pick us up on a Sunday morning to go to church but it was it was like a one-off kind of thing you know maybe a few times a year um but uh yeah Andy yeah so um the other brother um his name is Mike uh he's he's never profess faith in Christ at all, as far as um, what we would understand it to be. Uh, I think he periodically does still go to the Catholic Church. He wound up, I mean, he, he went to Catholic school, kind of like my mom. He went to Catholic school all through, including university. And um, so, yeah, then my sister, my older sister, she, she and I are the only ones who don't presently live in California. She lives out on the East Coast near Washington, D.C. And um, so she... For a time, she was open more to um, what we would consider evangelical Christianity. And, um, um, but she, she, like my other brother I mentioned who went to Catholic University, she also then, she went to Catholic school, then through Catholic University, the same university that my older brother went to. And so she, she's back attending Catholic Church and raising her kids in the Catholic Church. And, and her kids are about the same age as, as our, our children. So... Um, Brian? I think it's interesting how you um, balanced uh, the commandment to honor your father and mother, and yet the uh, appeal to the Lord and what his conditions he gave you. Um, was there a big blow up when all that stuff uh, uh, ended up missing from your rooms, or did, how, did you, uh, how did you handle that? Yeah, no, that's a great a great question. Um, it, it, was, it was really the Lord behind behind the scenes encouraging us and helping us because we knew at that point it's like we're not gonna we're not gonna see I mean the bible that my brother gave me right as 10 I mean it's gone so it was it was trash and that Keith Green music and other things that he gave me and they you know it can date me my age right so he gave me the the old records right so you know that might be kind of cool to have now but it's it's gone so um we didn't we didn't get angry like how dare you? You know, it's just like, hey, it's gone, and we have to deal with it. And so, um, it was more a matter to pray about. And then that's where, you know, God brings His people and and others that care about you when you're you're going through a hard time. And that's when, I don't remember who, but there was one or more um, older high school students that heard about our story, and they're like, hey, here's a Bible for you, and you know, so that's when we put it in the locker. Yeah, yeah. It took it took time, kind of, for them to to see that. I think my parents and um, yeah. I mean, when you're going through those tough times, and you just say, "Hey, I gotta live out my faith and be true to what the Holy Spirit's um, working in my life." And and like I said, I drew a lot of strength from my sister too, because she she was 
committed to the Lord. And we just looked at each other, you know, most days going to school or we'd walk home from school as well as about a mile away. So we'd walk home together and we're just like, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to follow the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. And, and we'd pray for our classmates and and all of that. So God, God had provided and comforted us. You know, he brought us together as twins, right? So, but he, he brought us together as, as a, a brother and sister in Christ as well to encourage us. Hi, Doug. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I, not at that time, you know, but I think God wired me. I like to hear arguments and defend arguments or rebut arguments or what have you. But, you know, it was just, it was really, I know it was intimidating. I can tell you that when, when you know, you, you go to Catholic church and school, and, and I, I didn't mention this, but so this was a um, Catholic school first through eighth grade. Well, I was a student body president in eighth grade for the whole the whole school, and so I like I like interacted with the priests on on kind of almost like an administrative kind of thing about school things and and so forth. I didn't try to blow up things at the school as an eighth grader. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna love the Lord. I'm gonna read the Bible. I'm I'm kind of have to go to this school. Um, it's not that I was trying to change schools at that point or anything. It was like. You know, I, I liked the school. I was um, there with my sister. So, but when the when the two priests came to our home, it was like, oh no, they're 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 really going to be coming after us. I mean, I did, could just sense that because when you when you grow up at that school and then in, you know know them to some extent in that context, you're like they're they're going to trip us up or whatever. But they didn't trip us up. I mean, it was God's work, but it was, so maybe it was the bringing out the early lawyer in me at that time. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, they, that may have been why. I just, I know after that meeting, we still had to go to church. That was laid down the law, like you're not going to another church. You're coming with us every Sunday, and whether you like it or not, you're coming. And so we just said, all right, well, we've been coming our whole life anyhow. It's not really a big difference, but we can find a way to read our Bible at school and pray with other, other Christian students at the high school. So, yeah, you're welcome.